The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. The Palace Museum in Beijing is currently hosting three compelling exhibitions that explore the historic exchanges between ancient Chinese and West Asian civilizations. Two of the exhibitions, The Glory of Ancient Persia and Al Ula, Wonder of Arabia, offer visitors a unique opportunity to explore an intriguing array of artifacts from ancient Persia and the northwestern Saudi city of Al Ula. The former will run until April the 11th, while the latter concludes a little earlier on March the 22nd. The third exhibition, entitled Historic Encounters Interaction Between China and West Asia in History, presents a captivating display of over 260 artifacts from the collections of Chinese and Iranian archaeological and cultural heritage preservation institutions. This curated collection invites visitors to embark on a journey of discovery, delving into the profound insights that reveal the rich tapestry of historical interactions and mutual learning between China and West Asia, intricately linked by the legendary ancient Silk Road. It is scheduled to run until April the 11th. This trio of important exhibitions is the outcome of an ongoing collaboration between the Palace Museum and the Iranian and Saudi authorities since 2019. You're listening to Special English. Cultural and tourism authorities across China have ramped up their efforts to attract tourists following the success of Harbin, the snowy capital of northeast China's Heilongjiang province. Many have rebranded their official social media accounts to engage a broader audience. Amidst this trend, the Henan Provincial Department of Culture and Tourism has been particularly active on Douyin since January the 9th. They posted more than 100 videos over four consecutive days. These videos, showcasing the region's travel resources, have garnered the attention of over two million viewers. The sheer volume of content has even prompted playful banter among netizens, with some joking, does the Cultural and Tourism Department of Hernan ever take a break? The Tourism Department in East China's Anhui province has taken a different course in its social media strategy, 
opting to emphasize poetic charm. Their short videos, imbued with ancient style and poetry, offer a unique and captivating content style. Beyond online promotion strategies, various local tourism authorities are enhancing their offline efforts, including offering preferential ticket policies, fostering local partnerships, and refining service details to enhance the overall experience. According to Wang Rong Li, Deputy Director of the Herbei Provincial Culture and Tourism Department, over 130 A-level scenic spots in Herbei will offer exemption or discounts throughout this year's Spring Festival holiday. In terms of external collaboration, Hernan has established a tourism partnership with Shanxi Province, creating a mutual ticket exemption policy for tourist attractions. Chi Hongqing, a researcher at the Hernan Provincial Department of Culture and Tourism, said that this move aims for shared resource utilization and the cross-promotion of tourism, thereby creating a win-win situation for the two provinces. Meanwhile, southwest China's Guizhou province has also unveiled its own winter tourism package, including 10 air-rail transport combinations and 20 self-drive travel packages. This initiative highlights Guizhou's natural and cultural attractions like mountains, hot springs, a mild winter climate and ethnic cultures, forming a key part of its market development strategy. Wang Mangtian, a scholar with Beijing Foreign Studies University, said that the methods of attracting tourists may differ there's a shared goal to delve deep into the unique aspects of local culture and let tourists experience the beauty of Chinese culture. She added that for tourism to sustainably boost the economy, it is crucial to offer rich and high-quality cultural tourism resources and enhance the quality and distinctiveness of the tourist experience. This is Special English. Construction on the latest expansion of Beijing Subway Line 1 has begun. According to the Beijing Major Projects Construction Headquarters Office, the expansion will extend approximately 21 kilometers into Beijing's southwestern suburbs and nine stations will be added to improve the city's urban rail transit network. Line 1 of the Beijing subway was designed and constructed independently by China and was put into operation 
in October 1969. The line has undergone several expansions in recent years, linking the Chinese capital's core area and its sub-centre. The latest expansion will also help relieve Beijing of functions non-essential to its role as the national capital and facilitate regional coordinated development. You're listening to Special English. China has imported a total of 1,600 high-quality dairy sheep from New Zealand, specifically the Southern Cross dairy sheep, a breed known for its exceptional milk yields and milk quality. The sheep arrived in Lanzhou City in northwest China's Gansu province by a charter freight plane in mid-January and is currently undergoing a 45-day quarantine near Lanzhou Zhongchuan International Airport. This is the first time China has imported Southern Cross dairy sheep. According to New Zealand's Maui Food Group, the breed's developer, after 13 years of crossbreeding, the latest breed can produce milk up to 240 days per year and each sheep is able to produce 600 to 700 litres of milk per year. After quarantine, the sheep will be transported to Tangshan City in North China's Hebei province, primarily for the production of fresh milk, milk powder, cheese and yoghurt. You're listening to Special English. Sideline Story brings you all things sports-related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world. You're listening to Special English. The Yangtze River Cruise Service received more than 1.37 million passengers in 2023, marking 26% growth from the 2019 level and hitting a 20-year high. That is according to the China Yangtze Shipping Group Co. Limited. The Yangtze River is rich in tourism resources, with spectacular landscapes and numerous historic and cultural sites along the river. In particular, the Three Gorges area, boasting magnificent views of mountains and rivers, has attracted loads of tourists from home and abroad every year. Riding the post-pandemic recovery of the tourism industry, the Yangtze River cruises have undergone a supply-side structural reform, diversification and upgrades 
to the tourism products they offer. Since 2023, a number of high-end cruise ships have been put into operation. Cities along the Yangtze River have launched new water buses and leisure ferries. Chongqing Municipality and Hubei Province, among other regions along the river, have been jointly building a national-level tourist scenic area in the Three Gorges area in past years. At the end of 2023, the China Yangtze Shipping Group incorporated Wuhan, the capital city of Hubei, into the cruise line linking Yichang and Chongqing, thus stringing together several historical and cultural attractions, as well as scenic spots along the river, including the iconic Yellow Crane Tower in Wuhan, the Three Gorges areas, and the ancient town of Baidi in Chongqing. The Yangtze Three cruise ship is designed to shuffle between Wuhan and Chongqing, filling the blank of the cruise tourism market along the middle reaches of the Yangtze River. And during this year's spring festival holiday, the high-end cruise ship will set sail from Wuhan on February the 10th, kicking off a holiday tour along the Yangtze. It will take passengers from the city centre of Wuhan all the way to the ski slopes in Shennongjia Forest District. Yang Zhegang, a senior staff member with Chongqing Changjiang Shipping Co. Limited, said that people are getting enthusiastic about the Yangtze River tours, adding that half the tickets for the Yangtze 3 cruise ship during the Lunar New Year holiday had been sold out. Dai Bin, president of the China Tourism Academy, expects China's domestic tourism and leisure market will continue to prosper this year. This is Special English. China has rolled out measures to bolster its home services industry in response to the demands of its ageing population. The Ministry of Commerce, in collaboration with relevant departments, has offered an array of tax incentives, start-up subsidies and financial assistance aimed at enhancing the industry's quality and growth. Zhu Guangyao, an official with the Ministry of Commerce, said that China's home services industry currently employs around 30 million people, yet the industry's demand exceeds 50 million, noting that efforts are therefore underway to increase the workforce. For instance, the ministry is encouraging job fairs to go online to better connect job seekers with potential employers, 
and for training courses to be run online. The official added that employment will increasingly focus on home-based elderly care to meet the rising demand in this area. China has previously released a guideline to strengthen the silver economy, which incorporates economic activities that cater to senior citizens with tailored products and services and prepare for the challenges of an aging population. Data from the National Bureau of Statistics shows that China's population aged 60 and above reached 297 million by the end of 2023, accounting for 21% of the country's total population. You're listening to Special English. A new generation large language model which is capable of accepting and processing about 300,000 Chinese characters at one time has been released in Shanghai. The limited context length of large models remains a significant problem in the development of artificial intelligence. The new model, dubbed Intern LM2, was developed by the Shanghai Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, SenseTime, an AI software company, as well as the Chinese University of Hong Kong and Fudan University. In an experiment, the researchers fed the model a three-hour public meeting transcript and asked it to extract salient information. The test results showed that although there were many typos in the unproofread text, the model can accurately extract key information and summarize the speaker's main points. The developers aim to advance the language modeling ability of intern LM2 by improving the corpus quality and information density. The Shanghai Artificial Intelligence Laboratory said that it continues to license Intern LM2 for free commercial use. This is Special English. The first British and Irish Lions women's series will take place in September 2027 in New Zealand, the home of six-time rugby world champions. New Zealand Sport and Recreation Minister Chris Bishop said the event will be a historic moment for rugby and he can't wait to see the very first women's Lions team take on the world champion Black Ferns from New Zealand. Bishop added that the government has earmarked 3.9 million New Zealand dollars, about 2.39 million US dollars, from the major events fund to support the series.
the bid by New Zealand Rugby and supported by the government, beat competitive interest by France and the United States for the hosting rights. British and Irish Lions CEO Ben Calverley said this is a historic milestone in the team's 136-year history. There has been a men's British and Irish Lions team since 1888. It tours New Zealand, South Africa or Australia every four years on a rotation basis. The women's series will take place in September 2027, with organisers saying it will not overlap with the 2027 Men's Rugby World Cup in Australia that is scheduled to start on October the 1st. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Cultural and tourism authorities across China have ramped up their efforts to attract tourists, following the success of Harbin, the snowy capital of northeast China's Heilongjiang province. Many have rebranded their official social media accounts to engage a broader audience. Amidst this trend, the Henan Provincial Department of Culture and Tourism has been particularly active on Douyin since January the 9th. They posted more than 100 videos over four consecutive days. These videos, showcasing the region's travel resources, have garnered the attention of more than two million viewers. The sheer volume of content has even prompted playful banter among netizens, with some joking, does the Cultural and Tourism Department of Henan ever take a break? The Tourism Department in East China's Anhui province has taken a different course in its social media strategy, opting to emphasise poetic charm. Their short videos, imbued with ancient style and poetry, offer a unique and captivating content style. Beyond online promotion strategies, various local tourism authorities are enhancing their offline efforts, including offering preferential ticket policies, fostering local partnerships and refining service details to enhance the overall experience. According to Wang Rongli, Deputy Director of the Herbei Provincial Culture and Tourism Department, over 130 A-level scenic spots in Herbei will offer exemptional discounts throughout this year's Spring Festival holiday. In terms of external collaboration, Henan has established a tourism partnership with Shanxi Province, creating a mutual ticket exemption policy for tourist attractions. Chi Hongqing, a researcher at the Henan Provincial Department of Culture and Tourism, said that this move aims for shared resource utilisation and the cross-promotion of tourism, thereby creating a win-win situation for the two provinces. Meanwhile, southwest China's Guizhou province has also unveiled its own winter tourism package, including 10 air-rail transport combinations and 20 self-drive travel packages. This initiative highlights Guizhou's natural and cultural attractions like mountains, hot springs, a mild winter climate and ethnic cultures, forming a key part of its market development strategy. Wang Mangqian, a scholar with Beijing Foreign Studies University, said that the methods of attracting tourists may differ 
There's a shared goal to delve deep into the unique aspects of local culture and let tourists experience the beauty of Chinese culture. She added that for tourism to sustainably boost the economy, it is crucial to offer rich and high-quality cultural tourism resources and enhance the quality and distinctiveness of the tourist experience. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. <laughs>